98K News. It's one o'clock on Benjay. The top stories. The financial secretary warns of an economic slowdown amid a Sino-U.S. trade war. Several hundred people attend a memorial service for Liu Xiaobo in Berlin, and floods wreak havoc, block roads and railways on the mainland. The financial secretary Paul Chan says he believes there will be limited direct impact on Hong Kong amid escalating trade tension between China and the United States, but he warned there could be significant indirect impact on the SAR if the trade row intensifies. He said banks might tighten credits. He said the government is prepared to help small and medium-sized businesses if necessary. The indirect impact would be much wider, and with the heightening. Tension and the increasing coverage of the trade war, we expect the impact would be larger, and this will hang around for a considerable period. Apart from affecting the real economy, it will also affect the capital market and the financial market, as well as investment sentiment. That indirect impact on Hong Kong will be more significant, but that remains to be seen. Legco President Andrew Lang says he still has to discuss with fellow lawmakers before deciding whether to visit the liaison office later this year at the invitation of his director Wang Jiemin. Mr. Wang made the offer in April. Mr. Lang also said he would be happy to arrange more Legco visits to the mainland, and he hopes legislators from both the pan-democratic and pro-establishment camp will join. I think、uh, after the summer recess, let me talk to a few of the leaders of the pandemic to see whether they would wish to have a visit to place that they would like. So let's wait and see. About 500 people have attended a memorial service to commemorate the first anniversary of the death of Nobel laureate Liu Xiaobo in Berlin. His widow Liu Xia, who's in the German capital, didn't attend the service due to poor health. One of her close friends believes she had watched a live broadcast of the service. One of those at who attended the event was Norbu Zewang. It's a very sad occasion because、uh, Liu Xiaobo has died in Chinese custody a year ago. On the other hand, it's a very happy occasion because、uh, now his widow、um, Liu Xia is now、uh, free, and she will be able to attend the first death anniversary. So it's a mixed occasion. Intense seasonal rains and thunderstorms in the mainland have caused widespread flooding and disruption, with bridges destroyed and roads and railways blocked. More than 80,000 people have been evacuated from Chongqing in the northwest. The Yellow River has burst its banks, and, and at least 12 people have died. The U.S. government has lifted a ban on American companies selling components to the Chinese telecommunications firm ZTE. The ban came into effect after ZTE was found to have evaded sanctions on Iran and North Korea. The BBC's Paul Blake reports from New York. After paying a one billion dollar fine to the U.S. government, ZTE will be able to resume business. But the Commerce Department says it will continue to monitor the company for further violations. The U.S. Congress is still deliberating over whether to reimpose the ban or place other sanctions on the company in defiance of the Trump administration. There have been assurances from the White House that the indictments of Russian intelligence officers for U.S. election interference will not jeopardize Monday's summit between Presidents Trump and Putin in Helsinki. The Foreign Ministry in Moscow said the charges against 12 Russians had been intended to throw the meeting off course. The U.S. National Intelligence Director Dan Coats warned that Russia is targeting the U.S. in key sectors. 
Russian actors and others are exploring vulnerabilities in our critical infrastructure as well. DHS and FBI have detected Russian government actors targeting government and businesses in the energy, nuclear, water, aviation, and critical manufacturing sectors. The warning signs are there. The system is blinking, and it is why I believe we are at a critical point. As part of his visit to Britain, President Trump is visiting Scotland, where he owns two golf courses. Shortly after his motorcade arrived at his Turnberry Resort on the west coast, a paraglider, apparently from the environmental campaign group Greenpeace, flew overhead. It circled the grounds, coming within a hundred meters of Mr. Trump, with a banner reading "Trump Well Below Par." Earlier, tens of thousands of demonstrators took to the streets of central London in protest at many of Trump's policies. An explosive device has been thrown at the home of the former Sinn Fein leader Gary Adams in West Belfast in Northern Ireland. The home of another senior party member was also targeted. No one was hurt. The party, which supports the reunification of Ireland, has suggested the attacks were carried out by dissidents opposed to the peace process. The head of the Colombian former rebel group FARC has asked for forgiveness for the kidnappings carried out by the group and the pain and suffering inflicted on many families. Rodrigo Londono, also known as Timochenko, was attending the first hearing of a special tribunal that will try crimes allegedly committed during the country's five-decade civil war. Families of victims say they hope the tribunal will bring to light where the remains of some of those who were kidnapped and murdered can be found. Mr. Londono spoke in court. We apologize to all of them. We will do everything possible so that they can know the truth about what happened. We will accept the responsibilities that apply to us. We will contribute as much as we can with compensation and do everything in our people because the fact is that incidents of this sort will never be repeated again. British police believe they've identified the source of the nerve agent which poisoned two people, one of them fatally, in southwest England last month. They say scientists have confirmed that a small bottle found in the home of one of the victims, Charlie Rowley, contained Novichok. Here's the BBC's Gordon Carrera. It is still not yet clear where Mr. Rowley and Dawn Sturgis found the bottle, but they are believed to have handled it, which led to their contamination and to Dawn Sturgis's death on Sunday evening. Charlie Rowley has been recovering and is now in a serious but stable condition, although the latest find is not thought to have come from information provided by him. The discovery of the bottle is a significant moment. It will help reassure residents in the local area that the risks to their health have been reduced. Although the police say they cannot guarantee there is not any more of the substance left. A suicide bombing at an election rally in Pakistan has killed at least 120 people, the most deadly attack in the country in over three years. The bombing came amid growing tensions over Nawaz Sharif's return. The former prime minister was arrested after returning to the country, where he faces a 10-year jail term for corruption. The BBC's Sekunda Kamani reports. Nawaz Sharif has spent the last month in London alongside his wife, who's in a critical condition in hospital. Today, though, he boarded a flight back to Pakistan alongside his daughter and political heir, Maryam Nawaz, who was also convicted last week. Their supporters say the Pakistani army has used the corruption allegations as a pretext to remove him from power after he clashed with them over how the country should be run. The Pakistani military denies interfering in politics, and opposition politicians say Nawaz Sharif is simply being punished for corruption. 
The U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says he has held cordial talks with Mexico's president-elect, the left-wing Andres Manuel López Obrador. He told him President Trump was keen to improve relations between the two countries after what he called bumps in the road. In that visit、uh, with the president-elect López Obrador, we discussed how Mexico and the United States can advance common goals, including strong economic growth, good jobs, and expanded opportunities for citizens of each of our two countries. As America's third-largest trading partner, it's important for the United States to have a strong, fair, and reciprocal trade relationship with Mexico. Italy and Malta are engaged in a new row over which country should take responsibility for migrants on board vessels in the Mediterranean. The BBC's Kat Weiner reports. The Maltese government said that 450 people, currently on an overcrowded wooden fishing boat, wanted to proceed to the Italian island of Lampedusa. It said the vessel was now in Italian territorial waters, and Malta had carried out its maritime obligations. But Italy's far-right interior minister Matteo Salvini is insisting Malta take the migrants in. In a combative post on social media, he said that Malta, the smugglers, and the do-gooders should know that this boat will not dock at any Italian port. To sports and at the Wimbledon Tennis Championships, the South African Kevin Anderson has beaten John Isner of the United States in the longest semi-final in the history of the tournament. He won the final set by 26 games to 24 after more than six and a half hours of play. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The financial secretary warns of an economic slowdown amid a Sino-U.S. trade war. Several hundred people attend a memorial service for Liu Xiaobo in Berlin, and floods wreak havoc, block roads and railways on the mainland. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio Free. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Kev Hundley, in the chair for the next two hours. This week we have two main musical themes on offer. It's 14th of July, so we start off with hot new hits specifically from the Paris charts. Then on to hot new hits from a lot of other places on the planet. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. And we start off with our first hour, entirely devoted to the 14th of July today, with hot new hits from Paris. And we start off with a giant of pop français, Etienne Dao, huge name for the 80s, the 90s, still going on strong. And this track on the charts is called Les Baisers Rouges, The Red Kisses. It's off his 11th studio album Blitz, which was recorded in London. In fact, the album was recorded and written, composed in London, and Blitz refers to the climate in the city after Brexit was announced and the terrorist attempts. So here's Etienne Dao from Rennes in Brittany, in France, with Les Baisers Rouges. Vox sur 